The show is presented by Manscaped. Go to manscaped.com slash dangle to receive 20% off your next purchase and free shipping. Just like Santa. In fact, it might come with Santa. Yeah. Santa's free shipping. You know, imagine Bezos if, thinks he was the guy, right? Who invented free shipping? He did not. Santa, Santa Claus, that. exactly. Father Christmas, uh-huh. Chris Kringle, Saint Nicholas. How dare you, Jeff? Yeah. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. The Steve Dangle Podcast. Powered by Sports Interaction. Want to bet? S-D-P-P. The Steve Dangle Podcast. With your hosts, Steve Dangle, Adam Wilde, and Jesse Blake. You know, I'm sorry we're doing this show on a Tuesday. Nothing happened this weekend. Nope. Um, we'll get to the nothing that did happen, but I do want to throw this out there that we had the prop bet on Friday talking about former friends of the Leafs scoring on the Leafs. And look at that. Nazem Kadri did it. And, uh, we'll have more on that at sportsinteraction.com. Uh, uh, and actually we're going to have, uh, another one for you today because the Leafs are playing tonight and we're going to have another one for you Thursday as well, because it's, it's poetic, isn't it? Oh, the Toronto Maple Leafs. There are some guarantees in life, (laughs) but they won. (laughs) Well, they won because of the refs. It wasn't because the flames blew a lead three times, (laughs) right? Had nothing Mm -hmm. to do with that completely because the flames were playing great hockey and everybody's talking about how great the flames have played together and how great their goaltending goaltending fantastic. You know, anytime you have to lean on Dan Vladar, you know that you're in a good, good space. Yeah. Okay. You know what? I know where you can sense the sarcasm, but you good can sarcasm on, that <laughs> good on, good on Daryl Sutter for sticking up for his guys after <laughs> shiving them. Well, the Columbus he's not having a great year. You know, the Columbus Blue Jackets had Tage Thompson score five goals against them. They lost nine to four. And you know what happened? I, the think, next I think game? it was six, six in the first period. Six what? Goals. Well, Tage Thompson scored Tage five Thompson's, goals. Tage oh, my Thompson bad. scored yeah, five goals. Sorry, yeah, I thought you were them. talking about the... No, no. They lost nine to four in the end. And then the next game, what did Columbus do? What did they do, Jesse? They beat the Calgary Flames. Because mm. oh. the Calgary Flames are so good and it's the referee's fault. Now, I want to... That's what happened. I wanna, since, we're, shut up. since we're starting with this, uh, Daryl Sutter's comments were... Uh, silly. Silly, but intelligent. Yeah. Were they? They were. Because here's the, here's the thing with the Calgary Flames. I think we can all agree that the Calgary Flames have underperformed this year. Mm-hmm. This is a remarkably talented group. 
And we've always said that. They've oh, but but in the uh, uh, who was the guy? Glenn Galutz in years, and then yeah. the Bill Peters uh, mistake. Uh, they were always underperforming. Yeah, always. And then Sutter came in last year. Blake Coleman came in. Markstrom found his game, his his form. You know, and and you could be forgiven because of the pandemic seasons. And they were spectacular until the second round against the Oilers. I was pretty surprised, dude. Dude, they lost that series. I want to say like a quarter of the way through the second period of game one. Yeah, people forget they, and they won up, that game. They were up like five or six one. Yeah, yeah. But then, but then they have. I don't know who had a more remarkable summer, the Senators or the Flames, but um, both it, have disappointed. Both have disappointed because when you're injecting a lot of new body into a team that's been relatively, you know, the same for a long, long time. Mm-hmm. Gaudreau and Kachuk have been there a long time. Mm-hmm. It, there's going to be some some growing pains, but what's compounded that is the fact that Markstrom is off his game, and he said Badly. it himself. He sucks at hockey. So if you're a head coach. And your team's just blown three goal, uh, three one goal leads in a game, which is entirely possible in today's NHL. Things are crazy, and you you're a defensive minded guy. You hate this kind of stuff. What do you do? Uh, you you do the airplane food jokes of coaching, which is you say, ah, oh, you know Toronto, and I'm sh- I'm sure a lot of Flames fans were like, okay, Daryl, shut up. But I I think a lot of people ate it up because oh. that that the narrative exists out there that the league is there to, you know, rig it for the team that hasn't won since prior to the moon landing. <laughs> well, what it, are we doing? Yeah. Well, and, and I think, I think are obviously you right? if you're an Albertan, you probably know something, a uh, thing or two about, uh, about hating Toronto. There are plenty yeah. of legitimate reasons to hate this place, but the, the, the you, idea you don't have that to make them up, the idea that the calls always go our way is, is, I mean, listen, look at how many cups we have. Uh, so many, so many cuts since '67. So many playoff round wins since 2004. Yeah. Um. So he essentially said, "Oh, it's Saturday night. You know which way the refs are going to go." And it distracts from the fact that they really, ultimately, and I know Steve has just been waiting to dunk on Jesse and I that Huberto got a penalty in overtime, right off the first face off, because who started? Steve, David, Camp, along with Sandine and Lilligren. Yeah. So. I was, I'm going to give myself part marks, part marks, because I wanted to just switch it up. Mm-hmm. Like Matthews, Marner, and whoever on D wasn't working. The mm-hmm. uh, Tavares was out there. Willie was out there. He had the one really bad overtime. So I was like, do Kampf, Engvall, and like Mete or Giordano. I don't care. Keefe starts with Kampf mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and two defensemen. So this is actually an organizational choice. And it's actually kind of smart. Is it? Yeah. It is. So they tried this with the Marlies. They played so much three on three. They tried this they with the Marlies. so much on Saturday. They, the Marlies did. So what happened was they started with a center and two defensemen. You win the draw. One of your defensemen goes off. You bring on a forward. You go on the attack. Easy peasy. You lose the draw, and then you got defense out there. Then you got defense out yeah. there because uh, with two forwards and a D, whoever has the puck has a ridiculous advantage because there's only one guy out there whose job is to do that. If there's a two-on-two, and this has happened, if there's a two-on-two and it's like Riley and Matthews is there because he's filling in for Brody, let's say. They're attacking Matthews. It doesn't matter if he's the reigning MVP. He's not a defenseman. That's not his job. 
So any smart forward is like, I'm going to attack this guy and I'm probably going to blow by him. And then they do. And then they win. Sure. Hooray. I just, there's no proof of concept here with the Leafs. It's a great because theory. It, it is a fantastic theory. But that's all it is right now. It relies on Jonathan Huberto high sticking somebody. Yeah. Well, Sheldon <laughs> Keefe joked, but all I know is he lined up one of the shortest guys on the team uh, on the red line. I guess one of the tallest guys. It was on, guys was, <laughs> it was on purpose. for that. <laughs> Jack Adams, now. Jack Adams, now for Sheldon Keefe. Brilliant. Brilliant. I'm glad he watches LFR and this podcast. <laughs> I'm yeah, so glad. You're out here looking for apologies on Twitter. I don't think so. I don't think so. No, now, absolutely. So, so you know, and obviously the Leafs suck in overtime. The Flames must have been like, oh, we got this in the bag as soon as they took the face off. Nope. Not this time, Calgary. Not this time. No. Nope. Um, you know, I, I think obviously, too, um, what you're seeing with the Leafs is an unbelievable amount of scoring from the guys that need to, right? It's wild. Like, the the thing is, isn't William Nylander leading the team in goals? 17. Matthews is 15, though, so catch him up. He's coming. No, nah, no. Nah. Um, what did you see? First off, I, I guess I want to rewind to the first period. What I saw was the Leafs playing well and honestly, a couple shitty goals couple goals that maybe shouldn't have gone in. Yeah, two of those. I think if you're being super generous, at least one shouldn't have gone in. I want to say the third and fourth from Matt Murray. And, you know, you're going to have a game like that. Mm -hmm. um, there, there was this one, I think it was the Sens account. It was like, oh, we're all the Leaf fans talking about Murray winning the Vesna, And I just responded, you know, they won it. Eh? <laughs> like, they won. So, it's fine. It, they were, I mean, listen, uh, uh, Matt Murray's played so well, it really... It's sort of like you could forgive that, yeah. right? You can go, okay, well. It wasn't the best game, no. but you're allowed to have those when you've been really, really good. He's also played a lot. I think low-key people don't realize, yes, I know he's played like 12 games this year, but like eight or nine of them have come in almost a row. That's, I wonder if that game against the Flames was maybe a sign that it's okay to split the net a little now. Like Samsonov's been great. Yeah. Like, so uh, I don't back. know who's starting tonight. Um, Is he not back? He's, yeah. Samson, oh, yeah, yeah. He, yeah, yeah, he was that, amazing yeah. when he was playing. Yeah. So, I don't know. It's December and you're near first place in the league. Go just split the net. Mm -hmm. And then, you know, February, March, April, if you want to have tryouts for who's going to play in the in the playoffs, then do that. But right now, just split the net. I think Keith's been a little reluctant because of how hot Matt Murray has been that since Samson has been back, like he hasn't gone back to the yeah. original plan, which was, hey, we have one A and one B. Yeah. So I think, yeah, we've seen it. Let's go back to that. Yeah. You know, we have injury. We have an injury prone goalie here. Maybe save him. Yeah. Well, and, and that's how he followed up. We should say the third best shutout in Leafs history. <laughs> Yes. With 44 saves against the Stars. I'm just super not worried about it. Mm -hmm. And the Leafs did um, a thing that good teams do. They won a game where they weren't great. Or they won a game where they weren't perfect. No. Or they didn't get great. And they weren't great. And I think that's got to be frustrating if you're, you know, the Flames players, the Flames coaching staff and, and fans is they, they had the Leafs. The Leafs haven't given up four many times this year. No. Which is shocking. Not in recent memory. Well, <laughs> based yeah. on what we thought, but going into the year, we're like, oh, I don't know. The the name brand of the Leafs is out of date. Yeah, like it's not. You take the over every night. It's uh, they that Simsonov. I think what's he played ten games and he's allowed two or fewer in. It's like almost all of them. 
It's like good. all but three. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so, you know, with the Leafs, you're looking at a 3-2 game most nights. Yeah. And it was 5-4 in overtime. Well, it's going to be a, uh, it's going to be interesting sort of seeing the Flames sort of move forward here because they've, they've had good and bad. Yeah. Uh, and I'm, I'm curious about, they, they're an interesting story in the NHL for me because it's sort of like, at, at what point do you say, okay, those guys should have gelled by this point? Very I don't right. know if you, if you caught much of the game last night versus the Canadians, I did. but the effort was there, I thought, you know, when, when Tanev went down, when he took the fucking, when he got hit in the head, you know, um, they were down to five defensemen, and they, they, really, they really held for it, you know, like, they, yeah. they did a good job uh, playing in front of Markstrom, Markstrom, who looked like his old self, mm-hmm. you know, at, at uh. times in that game, especially in uh, overtime, because, hey, Saturday night happened again. Tyler Chafoli took a double minor high sticking penalty 49 seconds into OT. Yeah, oh, that's what happens in Montreal. <laughs> you know, it's just yeah. the Montreal refs. And, and they that's what know. happens very consistently. Fix your team, Daryl. <laughs> and because of, largely because of Markstrom, they don't allow a goal in the overtime period. They go to the shootout, which is coin toss anyways, you know, and they get the point. But like, there was ample opportunities for Calgary there to come away with an extra point. But Markstrom's reaction to the Suzuki goal. Like that's they're defeated a little. Yeah, man. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's like it feels like the Leafs the first ten games this year. No, they don't have the they have the talent, just not the swagger. Just brutally in their own heads. Mm-hmm. And this is the sort of thing where, like, I guess what we saw with the Leafs is you don't make a panic move and you mm-hmm. wait for it to sort itself out. But it doesn't always sort itself out. Mm-hmm. Um, Vladar has been good enough that you know you can split the net a bit, but. The Flames net was not designed to be split. It was designed where Markstrom plays a lot. So what do you do? Do you play him until he figures it out and potentially miss a playoff spot as a result? Or do you go with whoever the best goalie is? The Oilers made their decision. Jack Campbell, someone I tweeted has played like three times in the last few weeks. Mm -hmm. Yeah. They've been riding Stuart Skinner. He's the starting goaltender. Oh boy, but they got four and a half more years of this guy at five million bucks. One guy's better than the other guy. What are you going to do? Yeah. Maybe you just count on Markstrom taking the net back. Or you count on Campbell taking the net back, right? Or at least challenging to. And I'm sure Mark, like at the end of the day, Markstrom at his height is going to be better than Vladar at his. And that's not an insult to Vladar. We've seen what Markstrom can do. It's just he's got to get his mojo back. And it's such a mental game. Could take it take a bit of time like Bobrovsky looked like he was going to be out of the league even though Florida was going to have to keep oh. him because he was making 10 million bucks a year and then was spectacular the next year yeah and now he's fine he's fine he's fine strangest goalie in the league yeah really weird yeah hot and cold yeah. hot and cold so um yeah and by the way I gotta say and I don't have this prepped for today at all I just want to say this the Montreal Canadiens are going to be a fucking pain in the ass when they learn how to score Oh, there were some there were some times on that power play last night where I'd be like watching Suzuki sort of set it all up and there'd be times where like they're perfectly positioned like they've got they got a system <gasps> down on times where they should capitalize and they just don't finish as soon as like Mike Hoffman even is not scoring as soon as they figure that out. They're they're I mean, they're maybe not a playoff team yet, but they need goaltending and they need a little more finish and they're there. Once Suzuki is surrounded by a deeper team and a more developed team, like Slavkovsky is going to be part of that. He's not yet. Yeah. That 
player's going to be a problem. Mm-hmm. Yeah, who's, uh, who's hot right now. Yeah, I think he has uh, f- five points in his last like three games, and in the previous seventeen, he's had four points or something different like that. He's and, pretty hot, and he had a point uh, against uh, Markstrom the first time they played because Markstrom just decided to yeet his entire body, <laughs> <laughs> and he ended up at the blue line. It's funny just, that the, was the more really you say idiots. the goaltender line. If you're a goaltender, tend the goal. Just the, the less they seem to want to. Yeah. It's, it's it's Murray become, too. I know, I know. Thank never God. in his net. He didn't pay for it, but never, yeah. never in his net. I don't understand. I is this happening more often, or I do so. I just have a catchphrase? No, I, I think it's I think, happening more often. I think often. goalies are playing the puck more. I don't know why. Well, and they off. should not. No, <laughs> like they're not good at it. They're not. Like Murray does it a lot. Mm-hmm. He mm, he's been okay, but they're oh man, who is it? Oh, Simsonov should, should never leave his freaking net. No, I'm neither sure. of them. Neither of them, really. But there are a few goalies. Like, Mike Smith was one where, oh, man, he's a great puck handling goalie. I'm like, is he a great puck handling goalie, or does he just do it often? Like, he'll give up 10 goals, and then he'll set someone up with a wicked Hail Mary in overtime, and people go, see? And I'm like, okay, that person he set up did not score 10 goals Mm-mm. just now. Like, that was that was one. So 60% of the time, it works every time. Like, the goalie leaving their net is the sex panther of hockey, oh, hockey yeah. strategies. Just stop. Stop. If any NHL goalie is watching this, you're not good at it. Stop, stop it. The goalie playing the puck, too, it doesn't make sense to me from an equipment perspective, too, because they have this giant paddle. And the giant paddle isn't made to handle the puck. No, it's made to stop it and knock the puck away. And yet they choose to hold it with their giant blocker hand and then a glove, not not another hand. They have use of one hand and that's the top. Hand, and then a giant flat paddle. And they're like, you know what? I'm the one who needs to handle the puck in this situation. Fun Google for everyone. Uh, do you know the story of Dan Blackburn? No, he was a highly touted Rangers prospect. Yes, he was. And I don't remember what happened, but. Um, there was some sort of incident or condition or whatever it was. He couldn't use a glove. So he played with two blockers. I've heard of this guy. Yeah. yeah it was yeah. fascinating to watch. <laughs> I always used to draft him in my uh, NHL fantasy drafts because his potential was super high. 99. Yeah. Yeah. If you, if you played a few seasons in, Dan Blackburn was winning the Vesna every year. It was oh, yeah. very frustrating. Him and Merrick Svatos. Merrick Svatos was my favorite NHL uh, player of all time. Wee- in there. Yeah. Just unbelievable. Little water bug. Um, so, okay, so then the Leafs are taking on the Ducks tonight, the team that famously beat them and led to a gigantic outburst from everybody on this show, honestly. Um, but but uh, the Ducks have been super bad since, which is what we expected, and the Leafs have been super good since, which is what we expected. So tonight, this is a game where the Leafs should probably regain a little bit of pride and absolutely steamroll the team, right? Or just win. Just no, win. how about steamrolling? <laughs> I Steam- want more steamroll. Steamrolling would be cool. I just listen. The Leafs, the just win doesn't work for me anymore. I want some steamroll. I talked about this earlier in the year. They never dominate anyone. I'm starting to see them dominate no, people. Dominate them. Who's they, sh- they should have built up enough uh, goodwill by now in the month of November and October for them to just win a game. Yeah, is I'm cool. With is it. not all of these points in a row and this this uh, point streak and Mitch Marner and everything clicking not enough for you, Adam? I want I no no. <laughs> like, I want it to continue. If if okay. all their wins, if all their wins were that win against Dallas, I'd be a little concerned. 
it's unreasonable to expect all their wins to be that win against LA where they just shit kick them. Mm-hmm. But in terms of games that stick out in our memories from this season, oh boy, that that loss against the Ducks in Anaheim. It's a stinger. It meant something. Yes. It meant something. Um, not just because of the loss, not just because they blew a 3-1 lead to a team that at the time did not have a regulation win. Mm-hmm. Um, like a, in the first three periods anyway, um, it, it really, that was the, it's over video for me where I was like, okay, this core is boned. They can't do it. That's an embarrassing loss. And it's not like you're, you're going to lose games. Can't lose that one. So I'm looking at it a little bit like the loss to the jets from earlier last season where, uh, the jets cut. Yeah, the Jets Cup, is there anything better than beating the Leafs? And I said, you don't have to win the game in March. But I think what I said, if I think I said something along the lines of, but you can't expect this team to do a bloody thing in the playoffs if they lose that game. Mm. Now, they won the next game and didn't do a bloody thing in the playoffs, but I felt much better after they beat the Jets. (laughs) I'd like them to... Yeah, you gotta you gotta beat the Ducks. That was an embarrassing one, and, okay. and you should be out there trying to prove a point. Okay. And I mean the re- the return of Pierre Engvall. Come on. Yeah, well, I mean that's major, so important. Major. Now, Steve, the reason we we held off on this episode because is because you, former OHL player, sustained a <laughs> hockey injury. Yeah, my brothers and sisters. Um, and I'm actually a little bit disappointed that your eyes are not like fully blacked out today. Yeah. Um, Can you? Given the pain that you went through. But we're after we do You Can Bet That, we're going to come back and we're going to talk about Steve. Yeah. And we're going to talk about the nose. And we're going to talk about all the situation, the whole thing that led up to it, the full breakdown. Because I got ah. to I got to FaceTime Steve when it was broken. And it was a little under his left eye. A little more than, <laughs> than you would expect. <laughs> um, so we'll talk about that next. After You Can Bet That with Dave Bassel. You can bet that with David Bastel. Brought to you by Sports Interaction. Get in the action and make a play. 19 plus. Please play responsibly. On Friday, we put a, a little prop bet up on sportsinteraction.com slash SDPN. Yeah. We call it Former Friends. And would former friend of the Leafs, Nazem Kadri score in his return to Toronto? This was a Steve creation. Because it's based in pessimism. <laughs> and what happened, Dave? What happened? Yeah, yeah he may have uh, scored and then kind of did the loop-de-loop. Uh, he never took off his glove and showed his Stanley Cup ring, which I thought he might. But right. uh, Me too. You know what? He yeah. did net a nice goal. <laughs> he, he did. He did. So uh, we're going to keep that going. Because, listen, the odds on that were pretty good. It was a 3.91, yeah. if I if yeah. memory serves. It was solid pickup. and A little higher than normal. I'm not going to lie. 91 for his number. Not going to lie. People uh, people were uh, tweeting me saying uh, that's the easiest money I've ever won in my life. <laughs> no. So we got a, we got another former friend tonight. Yes. The name is, who do you think? It's, are they playing the Ducks? No, they're playing, I think it's, oh, is it the Ducks tonight? Yeah, yeah. Ducks tonight, ducks. yes. Yeah. Sam Carrick. Bingo! Sam Carrick. <laughs> uh, who right. was a Leaf a long time a ago. A long time ago. That's right. And Good you know what? Kind of a part-time duck, eh? Yeah. 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 Part-time duck. He's not really a full-time duck. He, he played in Ottawa just the other day, recorded a shot on goal. So Sports Interaction has <laughs> hey. massive odds on Sam Carrick. What do we got? What do we got? 850 to score. Wow. 850. 
Are you interested? Are you tempted? I know I am. Every time I'm interested. Listen, you can have your cake and eat it too. Kadri scored last game and the Leafs won. That's hopefully what happens tonight. Sam Carrick scores un- unless they got a no-no going and the Leafs win. <laughs> 4-1. I don't know if he's going to reach 8.50 in ice time. <laughs> no. so. You can score in 8.50 in ice time. You can score with two in ice time. Sure. Yeah. It's true. It's true. And listen, Just need the shift. We also have Ryan Strom up there too, local kid. Oh. Uh, little less odds, of course. It's even four. So a couple different considerations. You don't really see these kind of props anywhere else. So something to play around with when you were watching that Ducks-Leafs game. Tons of props on this one. Uh, you guys are turning these things into uh, big time uh, propositions here at we, SIA. Well done. We kind of like it because it's it's the the Ontario one's interesting. So we're going to start doing that. You're going to see this more and more where Ontario born or Toronto GTA born players coming back yeah. and scoring against the Leafs because they always come here. They've got 200 fans like Sean Dursey did in the stands yeah. and, and they come in and they play the game of their lives. Yeah, or get booed. Yeah, that's true. Get and, booed and they're so much if they're noted Alan Walsh clients. That's right. That's right. It's now been the, a tough few days. So the next one, Dave, is obviously when will Mitch Marner's streak end? Um, is it tonight versus the Duck? The Ducks? Is it the Rangers? Is it the Caps? What are the best odds? I guess currently it's it's you know New Year's Eve against the Avalanche. Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah, if it's going to extend that far. But when you look at the current games, the one everybody seems to be targeting is the New York Rangers. Uh, so that means that he would extend it against the Ducks, fall to the Rangers. Uh, maybe something there. Capitals on the weekend is decent wager too. Like you're looking at, and I know it's a negative bet, but the guy's been so good that you have to look for, okay, when's it going to stop? When's it? So right. we have a list of every single Leaf game in December. And tell us, when's it going to stop? Can you see the future? Man, I know I can't. There's some really... I, I look at the two roadblocks as the Rangers and the Lightning. Yep. He can score yep. on the Ducks. He can score on the Caps. He can score on the Flyers. He can score on the Blues. He can score on the Coyotes. He, even the, even the d- decimated Avalanche. Decimated yep. Avalanche. And then the Blues again. Oh, man. This now, is might, that, it, now, is that because of the goaltending those two teams have? Because the Rangers and Lightning have two of the best goalies in the world. Mm-hmm. Is, that, well, is that how you're looking at it? I mean, the Rangers are far and away the best team in the league. Yeah, the great team defense, <laughs> the great goaltending, great scoring, the Except great offense. they haven't been. They wa- they beat down New Jersey. <laughs> okay, Adam but Wild. they haven't been good. Um, yeah, Mr. I game. love New Jersey. Who did they beat? They beat New Jersey. Yeah, Thank what? you. Shut go, up. Go, go Rangers. <laughs> Show your face. So you can check go that out goals. all now at sportsinteraction.com slash SDPN. The former friends and the Ontario-born prop bets. Check them out because they're going to be there every game. Jewelry isn't a gift you give just once. It's a way to remind your loved one of a beautiful moment every time they see it. Blue Nile can help you find the gift that says how you feel and says it beautifully with expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com and experience the convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com to find the perfect jewelry gift for any occasion. BlueNile.com. This episode is supported by FX's Clipped, the scandalous story of the 2014 Clippers owner's racist remarks captured on tape and heard around the world. The series charts the tape's impact on a dysfunctional basketball organization striving to win against their reputation as the most cursed team in the league. Starring Lawrence Fishburne, Jackie Weaver, Cleopatra Coleman, and Ed O'Neill. FX's Clipped, streaming June 4th, only on Hulu. All right, so uh, if you're unaware of this, Steve 
sustained his first hockey-related injury. Um, first that, broken bone. First broken bone, and it wasn't even during hockey. So, so the reason we're doing the show today is because you had to have your nose reset yesterday by a doctor uh, who said we better do it now before it heals and we have to re-break it. Uh-huh. Let's start from square one here, which is you in your basement playing with your dog and your son. Yeah. Main floor. Oh, main floor. I'm sorry. Main floor. How dare you? That's where you bled all over. Okay. Yeah. So, you know what? I did a a very good job not getting blood anywhere. Um, uh, So, it was okay. Saturday morning, got to be super dad um, because, you know, I'm working at night. Usually don't get to put Leo to bed at night, which is usually my job. So... All right, let's go. Running around the main floor with Leo. We're running in circles, literally just running in circles where I got to chase him. And if I'm not uh, trailing him closely enough, he goes, come on, daddy, like pissed off. But if I get too close, he goes, just stops in his tracks and goes, no. So I got to, so I'm running trying to trail him by the exact distance that I'm required it's like, to. Uh, it's like when you're in Red Dead Redemption or Assassin's Creed for anybody that plays it. And if you, you have to get close, Yep. Can't get too close because nope. they might catch you. Exactly, but, uh, but not 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 close enough that they're you know that you're r- running out of like uh, uh, earshot. Right? So while I'm doing that, Iggy is getting more and more excited and starting to chase us around, and he's prancing and he does that little thing that dogs do where they're like, "What are we doing? Mm-hmm. This looks like fun. Mm-hmm. Let's do that." So we go into the living room, uh, and then I lie down on the floor because that's my favorite thing to do. It's so much better than standing or sitting, lying down. There's nothing better than it. So lay down to play, uh, I think it was hockey with Leo. He was, he's, he does this thing where he's, he's in a very picky phase, finicky mm-hmm. phase. So he just pulls out every toy he has and he's like, we're playing. And I'm like, yeah, that's great. Iggy brings over his new toy stegosaurus. And so I'm like, all right, I can, I can kill two birds with one stone. So I'm playing with Leo, and then I'm also playing with Iggy. I am supporting myself with my right arm. I'm playing tug of war with my left arm. Really stupid to be face-to-face with no hand to protect you with an 80-pound dog. Right. Any of you who have a dog or have ever played with a dog, especially of that size, you know when they thrash, it's friggin' strong. And And they don't realize it, really. No, and you're always just like, sure wouldn't want to be face-to-face with that. Well, I don't know exactly how it happened, but Iggy went one way, and then he went another. So he's holding the toy, and it's like, because what they, the reason that dogs do that is to break the neck of whatever they catch. Oh, there you go. So they they do that so that if they catch the prey, they break their neck. Well, that's what Iggy did with several bunnies a few years ago. Right. There you go. That's probably what happened. Because he thrashed one way, thrashed the other, and just fucking destroyed my face. <laughs> so you, he connected. Now, how did he connect? A lot of people want to know, was it face? Was it on or was it to the side or how did it work? So the way I remembered it incorrectly was he went this way and then came and hit me. That, sorry. He went to the right and then he went to the left. But it's impossible because my nose was facing to the right. Right. So maybe I turned my face and when he came back, I don't know. I don't know exactly how it happened. All I know is I heard a blood curdling crunch in my head. And this, this is the best way I can describe it. You guys have been to Quebec? Yeah. You ever stopped and got the gas station cheese curds? 
Yeah. The Hell best. Yeah. And when you chew on them, there's that little squeaky like, cheese, squeaky rubbery sound. <laughs> yeah. It was that squeaky rubbery sound combined with taking a bunch of spaghetti and snapping it in half. Like if you were to make chicken noodles. So it was squeaky and snappy. Yep. Feels like the two Rice Krispies that you got feel it cut. break. Or yeah. did you only hear it? Yeah, you yeah. felt it break. So yeah, when I broke my my wrist like way back when I was a kid, I could feel I could you could feel a bone break. You know. So SL broke her wrist and we didn't know. Me me and the this other guy at the gym, we were like massaging her hand. Fucking idiot. Like, we didn't know because we thought she sprained it. And then so, we get to the hospital and they're like, "Oh yeah, your wrist is broken." And we're like, "Oh fuck!" <laughs> like we felt so stupid. And then obviously you got to put it in the cast. <laughs> yeah, she brings that up every now and then. What was, was she I was doing? trying to help. Not to distract from the story, but what was she doing to break her wrist? She did a thing <laughs> that. Um, so we were at this like very small private gym that just some friends that we had, and she was doing a thing that is now banned at that gym, which is running backwards. Oh. So she was running backwards, tripped, caught herself, and oh. broke her wrist. Yeah. So I was wearing my, I was wearing these glasses, my blue glasses. And when I heard the crunch, my first thought was, he broke my glasses. Because you don't assume your bones are broken, I guess. I brought my hand up to my face to grab my glasses and like throw them off because I was like, okay, I'm covered in broken glass. This, this, all this happened in, in a matter of like two seconds. All right. And I just, my hand is just covered in blood and I'm pouring, pouring blood. And I'm like, and, and I, SL's not even looking. Mm. She, she's in the, uh, she's like, okay, he's playing with our son. This is when I can get stuff done. So I'm going to make soup. And so she turns around. She's like, what's going on? Oh, like just sees my face. What happened? I'm like, he broke my nose. Oh, like, wow. as soon as I knew it wasn't my glasses, I'm like, he broke my Now, knowing nose. SL, who is very Scottish, and if yeah. you are any sort of dramatic at all, which is hilarious that they got married, um, she'll underplay it. Did she go, no? Uh, she's like, are you sure? <laughs> and I went, I'm sure. He broke okay. my nose. I was pouring. Like, I've never bled that much in now, my entire life. Uh, the, the, this is this part of the story that I've heard, but I love this part because, you know, when you first initially <laughs> broke it... Yeah. You're, you were shocked by your son's reaction or lack thereof. So he's just like, here, can I, can I do it on that camera? I was, I was standing at the sink, just pouring into the sink. And, uh, you know, he's two and I don't want to traumatize him. So it was like when Marge Simpson discovers her dad is a flight attendant. And I was like, don't look at me. <laughs> and, but he was just staring at me, like almost with this smirk on his face. And I was just like, oh, cool. Okay, so he's a psychopath. I'll <laughs> mark that down for later. I have to deal with that later. But I, so again, I'm just pouring into the sink. And she was making food on the stove. Just a rock star. Shut it off. Um, get him dressed. Bring him to her parents' house, which is luckily for us, like just down the street. And she's like, okay, I'm going to drop him off right away. Um, and then come back and get you and bring you to the hospital. And, and by this time I'm on the floor now, um, because I started sweating and felt faint. Oh um, yeah. I'm sure. Cause your body's like, oh, we got to go into protection mode here. Yeah. And, and I was like, okay, well, before I re-break it, I'm going to get down here. And the only thing about the incident that made me want to laugh is right before she left she puts a banana in front of my face and she's like eat this <laughs> why <laughs> because because i felt faint 
If you feel faint, you gotta have a banana. Everyone knows that. <laughs> is that a thing? I, I don't know. know. <laughs> they should have like an orange. Isn't that what they give you after you give blood? Yeah. I don't know. Or a cookie, a sugar yeah, cookie? Yeah, one of those sugar cookies. Yeah, bananas got lots of sugar. I think you should add an orange, SL. Come on. Yeah. Didn't have time to. Where are the orange slices, SL? <laughs> she didn't. There wasn't a menu. <laughs> what was so, she like? That's very funny. So I was just home, like, just going, fuck, like, for a few minutes until she came and got me, brought me to the hospital. So <laughs> I go to the hospital and someone, I sat next to someone and she just goes, You don't look good at all. And I was like, No, I don't feel very good or whatever. And they wanted me to put on a mask. And I'm like, I'm actively bleeding from the face. I don't know what to do here. It'll probably like irritate your nose too, because it's broken. And, <laughs> and the mask funny has you to sit say on that. the nose. It was awful. So anyway, <laughs> once it stopped bleeding, I was able to put a mask on, but then I would feel it start to bleed again. I'm like, motherfucker. So I'm like shoving gauze up there and putting the mask over it. If, oh, it was awful. Um, Terrible. The weight wasn't too bad. So that was lucky. Um, got the x-ray and two people, um, played with my nose. Actually, I got a DM from Jib, uh, Woodget, who oh, we, we, we had, had on the podcast to talk about COVID when COVID first happened. And he's like, okay, based on the picture you sent, hopefully it's just the septum and not the bone. Doctor sees me. He, he goes to, uh, touch my nose and does not tell me he's going to do this. So I feel bad. I went to grab him. Uh, I didn't end up grabbing him, but he he didn't. He reached towards my broken face without telling me that's what he was going to yeah, do. Yeah, I think that maybe. So, yeah, that's a fair reaction. And I like I apologize profusely, but I'm like, dude. Okay, so anyway, he felt it, and he's like, okay, you know what? I think it's the septum. It's not the broken bone. Go for X-rays, and they just show me it. They're like, no, yeah, that's broken. That's really broken. <laughs> and what was the thing you told me? If if you can tell a bone is broken, uh, if you're if you're untrained. And you can tell a bone is broken from the picture, then it's really broken. Oh, I didn't. I didn't tell you that. But somebody did. Oh, I thought you did. Was that you? No, oh, it wasn't some, me. Maybe Natalie. Told me I don't know. I don't know. So that sucked. And oh yeah, and I told Sportsnet I broke my nose while I was still standing over the sink before I told my parents or anyone else. Well, I mean, it's important. You do have the stream, right? Well, immediately I'm yeah, like, someone's going to fill in tonight. <laughs> <laughs> is Grab available? Is gra <laughs> Who? Grab! Is Grab? We need Grab! <laughs> <laughs> and then, yeah, so Grab filled in. Uh, thank, he did a great you. job, by the way. He did a great job. Uh, of course job. he did, because yeah. he's great. He does a great job, man. And everyone at Sportsnet was really accommodating. <laughs> the next night, like I, I was texting with my boss. And I was like, I, uh, well, no, I'm skipping a few steps. I'm mm. skipping a few steps during the game because I had the game off. I decided to FaceTime Adam and Natalie, uh, to show them my broken face. And Steve, uh, you gotta be honest, Steve or Jesse, we, we FaceTimed us. I'm like, oh, like it's noticeable. His nose was out of joint. Was, Legit. Yeah. Facing like it's to the, to the right, to the side. And you're like, oh wow, that really. I yeah. wasn't sure how severe it was, right? I didn't know. Yeah, doc, doctor, I'll get to that. Did a really good job, but yeah, it was, it was uh, all the way to the right. Yes, not fun. And I Facetime you guys, and it took about five or ten minutes into the conversation before I realized you were both really high. Yeah, we had we had, it was the third period, and uh, Steve's telling us all about this and like the Marge Simpson thing and uh, like the whole story. And and Natalie and I had popped an edible, I think, between the first, like during the first intermission. I realized we, every joke of mine was killing. It was, <laughs> we were having a great time. And you know, it, it, Natalie said afterwards, we must have been on the phone an hour. 
It was like, a long time. We just listened to Steve, and, yeah. and it was like watch a game with Steve Dangle, but it was very personalized. It was yeah. great. And uh, and the uh, I think the thing that stuck out for me was Natalie was so hot. She was like, Steve, that piece of gauze up your nose, does that have to stay there? <laughs> and I looked at her, I'm like, what kind of question is that? Like during, like, my, <laughs> during sleep? Yeah. <laughs> or whatever. And I... It's funny, as I'm on the phone with you, I'm like, I could have done the stream tonight. And then Marner scored in overtime and I went, let's go. And then I was like, oh, yeah. my fucking head. Yeah. We also realized oh too that uh, yeah. Steve's got, you've got cable, right? Yeah. Yeah. And I've got streaming. Oh, and yeah, I think the sorry. Sportsnet stream, I think we measured it. It's 22 or 23 seconds behind the cable version. Wow. So Steve would be like, oh, and we'd be like, well, okay, we got some excitement coming up. And then we just wait for it. Uh, it's kind of, I, kind of a bummer. I think my exact call was Adam. If the Leafs win after David Camp started in overtime, I'm gonna make you eat shit. Let's go! <laughs> <laughs> exactly. So, he scored, made my LFR gauze up my nose. It did have to stay there, Natalie. Um, and then I had what was actually a pretty good sleep because I took um weed. Yeah, and it was great. Um. Next day, I'm actually, I'm feeling okay. I still haven't taken any pain medication. I didn't need it. I didn't, it hurt incredibly badly when it happened and then it dissipated, dissipated. And then by the time I got to the hospital, it barely hurt at all. Nice. And it was just broken. Mm -hmm. Like it was, I'm sure if I touched it, which I avoided at all costs, it would have hurt, but it didn't. S Sunday, texted my boss. I'm like, honestly, if there was a stream tonight, I could do it. He's like, you're nuts. We're not letting you do that. For, uh, on um, oh, and I got referred to a nose specialist. Mm -hmm. And for some reason, I'm like, why do I know this name? Why do I know this name? Seems like an odd thing to know. And I show it to Sarah Louise, and she's like, "That's Leo's ear, nose, and throat doctor." Oh, no way! And he has an appointment first thing Monday. Oh, perfect! You should go. And I'm like, <laughs> cool. So I go, and she comes with because she's like, "Oh yeah, maybe you could get both done at once." I'm like, "You think I'm gonna get my nose reset with a toddler in the room?" I don't think so. Yeah. So, uh, it's like we're just we're gonna escort escort you out for a second while Daddy gets his nose readjusted. So I essentially got like a walk in nose adjustment. Mm -hmm. Um, but oh. yeah, Sunday for some reason, I just couldn't sleep. I had a terrible sleep, and I think it had something to do with dreading the next day where right. I knew I was probably gonna get my nose fucked. So how does that ha so, how does that work? Oh, all right. So if you're squeamish. This next part's going to suck. So just letting you know that. So you want to know how you get your nose readjusted? Yeah. How, how does it happen? Here's how I got mine readjusted. There's many ways to do it. Here's how I got mine. First was gauze um, soaked in lidocaine, which I think is a painkiller or freezer or something like that. I think they use it in dentistry and they shoved it up both nostrils. That was fine. That was maybe a two out of 10 on the pain scale. It does hurt though. Yeah. It wasn't so bad. Wasn't so bad. It's more like a nuisance. And the reason they do that is because step two is they injected some that I might have been the same thing, injected lidocaine into both nostrils from the inside. Oh, that would be weird on a good day. Fuck. <laughs> so and, a bit, and it's probably not, it's not the tiny needle, it's the big needle, right? Oh. <laughs> and the doctor, like we were buddy buddy, and I go. Tell me about this. Like, cause he goes, are you ready? I go, just tell me about this. And he just goes, I'm not going to tell you about this. And I go, okay, sounds good. 
that's how you basically like yeah no it was good though because it made me think it was going to be a 10 out of 10 and it was um six or seven it hurt. So now On we've the pain num- scale, yeah. yeah. It, it fucking hurt. Wrong. Now we've it numbed, wasn't that bad. We've numbed your nose. By the way, I have a I have a thing where I don't like anybody touching my nose ever for any reason. Oh, yeah. Um uh, even yeah. like girlfriends and w- wives and everything. Uh wives plural, that is. Um I I've never liked anyone touching my nose. So this is like my worst fucking nightmare right here. Well, and imagine how upset I was. Like I wasn't thinking straight because I was just like <laughs> like to just get ready so he does the left nostril i'm like wow that fucking sucked and then he goes to do the second one and i'm like motherfucker like it didn't occur to me that i had to get injected yeah because you're just both. you're now just getting it injected though you're you're not readjusted at this oh, point no so then he so he does that it's frozen it's swollen it's gross waits a few minutes for it all to kick in and then he pulls out this thing that looks like a butter knife um or like a, a very skinny version of you ever fill in a hole on the wall, like drywall, like a putty. plaster putty, like a yeah okay putty yeah. knife. And I just point at it, and at this point, I'm just like along for the ride. I'm like, so what's that do? And he's like, well, that's gonna go up your left nostril, and I'm just gonna push really hard on the right one. <laughs> and I went okay, <laughs> and it was. It could have been two seconds. It was five or ten seconds that felt like an hour. And he just reefed on it. And it was really like funny. Like when he's doing, when you, when you say he's reefed, like get specific, like how specific, like okay, wh- so what did he, it look put, like to you? He uh, looked like blue plastic Like if, if, I, if my hand was up there, would it be like, like mm. that? No, it, no. So the left one, I believe, stayed relatively still. So okay. he shoved it right the fuck up there like a COVID swab. And just pushed really goddamn hard with like his thumb or something. Oh, and my father-in-law got it done without all that freezing shit. Well, he's, he's a tough Scotsman. Oh, yeah. Just, At this point, that part's not too painful because it's already frozen, right? Yeah. So I kept, so well, it, was, it was the worst part for sure. <laughs> oh, yeah. It was the worst part, <laughs> bar none. But I could feel, if this makes any sense, I could feel where the pain would go if I could feel. Yeah. Kind of like when you have your mouth frozen at the dentist. Yeah, yeah. And uh, uh, well, I don't remember any dentist appointment hurting that much. But <laughs> it, uh, and I got my wisdom teeth out. But um, that uh, sucked. And he just goes like, he was very apologetic. He just kept going, sorry. And does he, I, does I, it I, crack back into place? I was, I kept expecting it to, and it didn't. Oh, okay. Um, and I, I think there were sounds, but I was just like, you ever sh- just fucking short circuit? Yeah. I was just like, God damn. Like, he, t- he kept saying, you're doing exceptionally well. You're doing exceptionally well. And I'm like, <laughs> The okay, compliments cool. don't make the pain so, go away, so, but it still feels yeah, good. Tears pouring down my Oof. face. And he's like, I'm sorry. And I was, it was just silent for a few seconds. And I just go, I'm fine. I just, I need a minute. <laughs> I just go, I need a minute. And uh, that fucking hurt. So I had the one Advil the night before. And then he's like, so if you want, you can take two Tylenol and Advil. I'm like, that sounds good. Mm-hmm. So, <laughs> so that hurt. And that's when, you know, the swelling went back up. And it's, I don't really have a black eye. No, no you don't. You're pretty good. Bit. Yeah, I was, I was expecting to be like, you know, almost yeah. like raccoon. Yeah, nose, if you look a little closer, I'm, I look like an overripe banana. But um it's pretty straight eh it's perfect yeah, it looks you, great yeah you like, did a 
really good job. You would never you hardly know. notice. Yeah, I'm and most lucky. people that break their nose get like that little bump there. But you, he said I might. You might because you, you can got, always um, get that like plastic on this surgery side here. I can see like a little thing there, yeah. like where you're saying overripe banana. Like if you really inspect your nose, yeah. you'll notice that it's been broken in the last couple of days. But if you're just looking at you normally, you'd never know. No idea. So I'm asking him stuff like, so like, should I exercise or anything? And he's like, no, you should probably avoid that for oh. like a week or whatever. But uh, no, I, ho- no hockey on Friday. Well, so you, you're wearing a cage. Who cares? Yeah, I don't know. Well, this is so. This is the the thing. Right, the toxic, the toxic masculinity thing <laughs> is uh, like I kept, I kept thinking like, no, I I got to get it done. Like I just I can't wimp out of getting this reset. And they gave me every opportunity to delay getting it reset. And I I just went, nope, this is gonna hang over me. Mm-hmm. A pox on our houses. That's that's. And I just said, no, I, I got to get this done. But now I got like all these hockey people like, oh, you're not missing hockey on Friday. Right. What? No, you just get back out there. But I think of all injuries now in hockey terms because of my life. And I was just like, how the hell? For some reason, the one I keep remembering is Steven Stamkos taking that Johnny Boychuk slap shot to the face. Game seven, 2011 Eastern Conference final. They just fix his shit and he gets back out there. How? How on earth? I think and uh, I think adrenaline's part of that. Has to be the initial break. Like they're also just tougher than us. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's yeah. okay to admit that. I don't need to be that tough. <laughs> I, don't I don't even need that. No, I need that I'm doing that. <laughs> well, and it also made me extra upset at the people who were giving me shit for wearing a cage on a regular basis. I am not in the show, dude. I do not shit for wearing a cage. You have work in the morning. No, because protection is for not men. Okay. No. Well, I'm not a man then. I, I, I can live with that. If I, like, you you think I'm going to take, or you don't think I'm going to take every precaution I can to avoid never having to deal with this again? Yeah. Fuck. <laughs> it was awful. Yeah. I, I could see how a player could adrenaline their way through the break. The reset was way worse way worse damn fuck damn yeah every now and then i like i go back to the moment there and i'm just like if i'm not mistaken there are like uh videos on youtube of like nfl players getting their nose reset just right on the sidelines and the traders coming in going and just the guys going ah the one i can't ever watch it's too i get too squirmish is guys just getting their shoulders popped back in oh! on the bench oh. like those are like but like a ufc fighter who's just sitting there and they're just like oh, i'll pop my shoulder back in and they just, the coach just does it you ever like, see the one nasty i don't i don't think it was ufc i think it was another promotion but a fighter's arm popped out and they were gonna stop the fight his opponent adjusted it for him yeah. put it back in and he's like oh hey i'm good to go and they kept fighting Ugh. My dad, uh, people my, are nuts. My dad was a big water sports guy, so he was barefooting, and he popped his shoulder out in like the early '90s. And uh, there was a doctor across the lake. So my dad's my dad's the kind of guy like he'd be water skiing or whatever, and he'd pop his his uh, his ankle out, and then he'd just get back on the boat with the ski on, slam it a couple oh! times, and then jump back in. Oh, so then, so then nasty. he so he goes to he'd never popped his shoulder before, and that's it's obviously a lot more aggressive. Like look at what yeah. happened to Nick Robertson. Oh yeah. And and so they 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 boat over to the doctor's cottage 
and uh, uh, the doctor's wife takes my stepmom on a tour of the cottage because it was a nice cottage while my dad was on sitting on the front lawn getting his shoulder popped oh. in. And it, 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 if, you, if you don't get that fixed, the muscles actually become kind of loose. And it happens over and over yeah, again. It, it's more; it'll happen more frequently yes. if you just keep unpopping your shoulder. <laughs> so, like, I remember, go figure. <laughs> there's a couple traumatic moments, and I'm just thinking about poor Leo watching your nose. But I, I remember he was totally. He's like, "Oh, we're going to Nanny's house." Yeah, yeah, he was great. <laughs> My dad. Uh, I remember. So we were in a tin boat, and we were pulling up to the the dock. It like is one of those rickety, shitty boat uh, like. Um, Tim boats pa- and boats? no, no, it was a tin boat, like the you know the fishing boats, whatever. Okay, and so we had like a four horse Sears engine on it that was eight thousand years old, and my dog for whatever reason never liked the boat, and he was in the boat, and I had wished that I wanted him in the boat, and he's just vomiting everywhere, oh. and my dad is like trying to get out of the boat, and the boat comes out from under him, and he's grabbing onto our shitty dock because it was just old, you know, those old timberwood dogs, mm. and of course the shoulder comes out. And my stepmom had to reset them on the lawn, and that required you put your you put your your foot on their chest, and then you pull, and then pop in, and then it got so bad that he was petting the dog at home once, and it just popped out. And they were like, "Okay, it's time for oh surgery." My God. Petting the dog just and then <laughs> yeah. And he said, "I've heard of that." Yeah. He oh. said that the, the ankle swells up the next day, and that hurts. He's like, "You can you can go fine on it the the day of, yeah. but the next day is when it swells up." He said the shoulder. And the ankle always hurts after the shoulder immediately. Once it's popped back in, it stops hurting. He's That's like the pain goes away wild. almost immediately. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's gross though. Watching someone hang like they're dangling that arm and oh. So all, all of November, all I thought about was Leon Drysaddle playing the Stanley Cup playoffs on his high ankle sprain. It was ridiculous because oh, like I took off five weeks from hockey. I'm coming back on Friday because awesome. like I I could have gone back at like three weeks at four weeks, but. I'm not an NHL player. This isn't my job. I didn't need a You're force 30 year old man. Because what they said is don't re-injure the ankle because then it just gets worse. Then you have to delay another three months. And then each time you re-injure, it's worse. Just like the fucking shoulder. Crazy. So it's like, no, we're just regular people. We can take yeah. our time with these injuries and then do our activities after. Yeah. There's no rush. You know? Yeah. Don't force it. Don't keep popping out your shoulder and then getting surgery. Don't go re-injure your nose, but also, you're in a cage. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you could probably come back a little sooner. You could probably. Uh, we'll see how I feel. Like, just my head fucking hurts. I felt like I got hit by a bus this morning. Because mm-hmm. I was like, okay, why do I feel so tired? Oh, okay, I've been sleeping like garbage because my face just constantly hurts. And also, I'm, I, I, I was like, man, why do I? Oh, I'm dehydrated. Because they don't let you eat or drink at the hospital oh. in were, case they got to put you under. You were telling us you literally went like, I don't know, how many, five hours without eating Like or five drinking? or six. It was, was crazy. I was grumpy at the end of it, but like I understood. And uh, then I just never quite made up for it because I, I didn't feel like putting anything inside my face. Mm-hmm. <laughs> right. So, you, were, you were even saying like chewing on chips, like crunchy stuff was irritating. Yeah, that's mostly better now. But the, the night... Of in the night after. Mm-hmm. Um, how's how, how's your breathing? It's it's not too well, bad. Not too bad. It's it's uh, a little swollen. Yeah, it's not too bad. It was actually perfect night of. I think there's just some blood in there, and once that leaves, which I'm not about to blow my nose. Robert yeah. Malloy goes, "Hey, have you sneezed yet?" Oh. And it's I a have, good question. and it was actually okay. It was okay. I did not. Die. Man, Robert, what a good question. <laughs> you lose a piece of bone and your sneeze, you know, it comes out. 
<laughs> just yeah. firing uh, bone fragments at people. Wow. Oh, and Iggy felt like he's he's still like cuddling. Really he doesn't close, know what happened. Extra. Shut up. Yes, he 100% does. <laughs> no, he doesn't. He knew he, he fucked me up. Know. He was looking at me when I no. came home from the hospital like, hey. No, he tail between the legs. Absolutely he's did. a dog. Tail between he the legs know. and the low flutter. Yeah. Because it's like, hello, I'm happy to yeah, see but you. That, but that's trouble. your energy towards the dog. No, it's no. He I wasn't doesn't like, remember injuring you. <laughs> yes, he does. I wasn't like, hey, bastard dog. <laughs> You're being like bashful, bashful and like cuddly with him. No. Yes. That wasn't. The dog doesn't remember. How dare you? <laughs> How dare you? To make me Shannon. The beauty thing about with hockey with you is that. After we just take off this Friday and then we don't have hockey until the new year. So you get an automatic like four weeks off anyways. I know. So just don't go Friday. And yeah, but I don't want to miss it. <laughs> just uh, don't go. You've missed it before when you had to watch Leo on Friday in November. It sucks because I felt like I played well <laughs> on Friday. Uh, and then the next morning I broke my face. <laughs> well, it's yeah. a hockey, uh, I was fine. Playing uh, with the dog, I was fucked. It's uh sort of Sort of hilarious. Uh, Steve Dangle, everybody, uh, getting injured. Now, um, as we were talking, Gary Bettman had a press conference. Boo! Um, and I think it's really um, acting the fool of him and always um, the, his account always kind of is perfect for the moment. I don't know how he continues to do it. But um, before we start this segment, I just want to start with his tweet about it, which is Bettman can just say anything. He says, as per our research, concussions are caused by the tooth fairy. Over one trillion people describe themselves as Coyotes fans. George Peros is good at his job. And it's not, that wasn't a shot at the Coyotes, by the way. Uh, that's more just like, uh, he just says stuff because he can. Yeah. And who's going to, even if the reporters push back on him, there's no real checks and balances when it comes to the NHL head office. So it really doesn't matter. So here are some of the things that he talked about. The first thing is that Bettman and Daly did meet with Ryan Reynolds and said it would be great if the NHL were involved, uh, if you were involved in a new senator's ownership group. It looks as though, and we've talked about this on the show, that whatever group is going to be the leading bidder, the NHL will place him as a part of that group. Because they want him at? so bad. Well, they, they're seeing, I think they've seen what happened with Drake in Toronto. Or sorry, J- Drake and Bieber in Toronto and with the Raptors and the Leafs. And, you know, Ryan Reynolds has a connection to Ottawa. He went to school there. Um, and, I mean, God, it could it. Could it hurt to have him be a part of it? No, not at all. He's not just famous. He's he's net positive famous. Yeah. Everyone likes Ryan Reynolds. Who doesn't like him? Yeah. Wolverine, just, that's who. I just love the idea that the NHL is not a dictatorship. Oh, it is. Like, it entirely it is. is. This you, is. The owner has to include Ryan yeah, Reynolds? Yes. That's, you're being told to do that? And by the way, Come there are on. currently 12 registered <laughs> owners. There are 12 registered potential owners to buy the Senators. That's pretty good. That's they're gonna wonderful. get a good price. Considering, news. considering yeah. that when Eugene the bought them, nobody wanted them unless they could relocate the franchise. Mm-hmm. So it's a it's I mean it's a it's it speaks to a couple things. First off, the explosion in billionaires recently. There's <laughs> yes. been an there has. There's been an explosion in billionaires. Number two, uh the fantastic tax write-offs that a professional sports franchise gives you. And number three, the NHL is a more attractive uh uh thing than it was. In 25 years ago, which is great. Yeah, and the value <laughs> the value of pro sports franchises has gone through the moon in the last decade. Yes. Like people are, are buying these with people who have bought these teams in like the 2010s. Like they're worth hundreds of millions of dollars more. Yes. And Ottawa's a good market. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Especially with the new arena. Yeah. 
Re- really good market. I'm, now, ex- I'm excited for what they can do there. Drag Like Pull put this together, and I want to run through these three tweets that he put together because it's important when we talk about the salary cap, because of course, Bettman's going to be asked about that. And it's important that you understand what Bettman is saying here, because it goes a little bit beyond the surface. So the Athletic NHL, October 18th, 2022. Good news. Cap relief could be coming sooner rather than expected. Uh, Gary Bettman announced that, quote, revenues are pretty vibrant and that it could lead to a cap increase of $4 million next season. Then, when, when was this? That was October the 18th. Then, Drag Like Pull quotes himself and says, has the NHL's early season projection of the subsequent season's salary cap increase ever been accurate? My, quote, possibly flawed recollection is that the league consistently puts out rosy assessments that do not pan out. And I think to that point, he's probably right. Um, and then according, uh, uh, according to um, Pierre, because the Board of Governors meeting is happening in Florida right now. Uh, BOG meetings have wrapped up. Gary Bettman says current revenue projections seem to indicate the cap will only go up a million next year based on the players still owing escrow. But he did allow for the possibility that revenue could exceed projections and therefore the cap could jump up more. Now, I think it's important that you understand here that Gary also said, according to CJ, that part of that um, could be uh, a negotiation. Mm-hmm. Now, Everything. so what's happened here is Everything it's is not that the cap couldn't go up to four million. It's that oh, you you want that players teams? Uh, okay, well then you're going to have to give me something, and I don't know what that something is that the NHL wants. But I think it's important to understand that the cap is very likely to go up, but Gary's got to get something in return. Here, I'm I'm googling something. Gary Bettman net worth. Gary Bettman net worth. What what do we got? I'm sure he's worth. Okay, according to therichest.com. <laughs> Man, I, it's like celebrity birthdays. Yeah. We had somebody message us about celebrity birthdays and they knew the person that yep, founded exactly. the website. And they're, and they're fabulously rich. Fabulously rich. So Gary Bettman is an American commissioner of National Hockey League who has an estimated net worth of $39 million. He makes $8 million a year. He's, more than, he's worth more than that. I really, well... He, he's worth more than $39 million? Oh, yeah. All right, retire. <laughs> retire, go away. Retire, go away. You can't bring it with you. Retire, go away. You, you get to li- live a cushy life. Go to a beach. Go away. Here's the, here's the thing that changes that possible negotiation between the players. And uh, so Gary's going to try to negotiate with the players. The players could tell him to fly a kite. Um, they only owe about $70 million left in escrow. And... What, what could change this discussion is if somebody on the NHL executive, and you got to remember who, who those owners are. You're talking about uh, Jeremy Jacobs. You're talking about the Flyers, the family that owns the Flyers. You're talking about the family that owns the Blackhawks. Mm-hmm. If one of them steps up and goes, Gary, we need the fucking cap space, <laughs> then, then it's going to go up. Um, I, don't, I don't see a world if the NHL, which last year, despite not having fans in a lot of Canadian rinks for a good chunk of the season, um, uh, or at least full capacity, was able to not just equal, but surpass their revenue from the last normal season, which was 1819. That's where they were at. Um, I think that there's no reason to believe, no reason to believe that this season is not going to get better unless you take into account, and you know the NHL will, rising inflation and a slowing economy. How do you operate a business with this guy as your leader? Oh, really well, actually. How do you run your business? <laughs> really? Yeah, they have record revenue. Yeah. What like, are you talking about? But I'm sure... No, but like... If had somebody else been running it, I think the revenue could be higher. 
Well, it's it's not just that. Like, how do I how do I plan going forward? The cap the cap is going to go up one million, or it's going to go up four. Those are hugely different numbers. Yeah, but that's something that's so minuscule in the grand scheme of running the NHL. He doesn't care about the extra cap room that these general managers can play with. Right. He doesn't, doesn't care, care about, about the, the product. That's the good. extra, hey, hey, extra that's salary not- that the players are going to get. That's so unimportant than like ticket gate revenue and, and driving subscriber numbers. You know, like that's that's doesn't matter. We promised that we weren't going to bash play- Gary all the time. He can play games with that I will. Numbers. Retire. Boom. <laughs> Go away. Go away. I've had enough. Go um, away. Uh, also, please accredit us for uh, what? What are you trying to get accreditation for? Oh, we're playing our new, our favorite game. Will Can we get accreditation at an NHL event? Because I understand yes. that we have been accredited occasionally, but this is an NHL. Yeah, so we, we're trying for the All Star Game. Oh, in Florida, Florida. Is it in Florida? Yeah, oh, Panthers. Yeah. Who, who did you sign up for this? I signed up myself. I put SDPN. Can I get in the building as a press member? Jesse we'll goes see. and we don't. How <laughs> that would be well, you're, I couldn't put you because you've been accredited. You would just get entry through Sportsnet. Yeah, are you going? You know, so I can't. You don't count. Not as far as I know. Oh. I'm going to Boston for the mm-hmm. Wild Classic. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. Is your mic on? Yeah, of course it's on. Oh, there you oh, go. Yeah, yeah. Sorry. You're just very Talking soft. to it. Oh, sorry. Yeah, I'm going to Boston. Great. That's I'm awesome. excited for that to see the Bruins take on the Penguins. Yeah, so it wouldn't count. Uh, our game because they would be like, "Oh, this is Steve from Sportsnet," and that's not how this works. It this has is, to be someone know. from SDPN. Oh, so we'll see if it works. Cool. Yeah. Um, Are you not excited? Oh, of course I am. <laughs> oh, okay. Oh, Gary, maybe, Bat- maybe we could have a one-on-one with Gary. You cannot. Um, Gary <laughs> Bettman continues to have no interest in adding the score to CJ, adding a play-in wild card round at the Stanley Cup Finals. As in, instead of including. You know, eight teams on each conference, you could include 10. Uh, and then the final, like the bottom four, fight it out for those final two playoff spots. He said, You're looking to fix a problem that doesn't exist. And I, I, I actually agree with him on, on yeah. this one. 16 is a lot of teams, man. 50% of the league making the, 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 the playoffs is great. When you get up to 34 and 36 teams, I'm willing to listen. But I, I think, like the NBA's format. But, uh, but I think the, the, the format that we, that we need to push on is the fact that. You know, the top, like, uh, I mean, the, the top two teams or the second two teams in the division have to play each other. The seating. The yeah, seating they is need to, They need to change the seating that back to problem one, exists. one through eight. Like, let's get rid of the fucking stupid division. Top yeah. three in the wild cards. One through eight, please. Yeah, said the guys who cheer for a team in the Atlantic division. All right, thanks, Twitter. Enough. Enough. Thanks. Thanks, hey, Twitter. We don't, hey. to, we don't need to pre-argue. Hey. We don't need to pre-argue, guys. Uh, no, Daryl Sutter over here. Whoa. Whoa. <laughs> no, that's we only want that change because Toronto. So those are kind of the key takeaways. <laughs> Obviously, nothing that's going to blow your mind, but something that will be a lot of you know a, a much discussed over the next little bit here. I'm curious as to J- Gary Bettman. It's to the owners' benefit for the salary cap to go up because four million dollars is nothing to these fucking guys. And so I'm curious about what Gary wants because if he's saying, "Well, the players have to negotiate with me," what does he want? That's my gonna, that's gonna be my my question going into the new year. What is Gary Bettman actually wanting to negotiate with Don Fear? Wants to keep them. For, speaking of people who should go the fuck away, Don. But um, what uh, does he? When was that? Wasn't that leadership change supposed to happen this summer? Yeah, but why would it happen quick? 
Why would, I, well, they, why would they want a resolution ahead well, of I just, uh, it was just, they were like, we're going we're gonna to have a new leader by the summer. That was after that, the Kyle Beach thing. Began, that was what was going to happen. They began their search in June or July of the summer. Yeah. And they said they're going to wrap up by end of August. Y- and this just been They didn't water. say which August, Jesse. Yeah. <laughs> 2024. Could be 24. Who knows? Yeah. Useless organization. Um, oh, yeah. To move yeah. on to something funny that happened on Twitter. Um, Sportsnet stats tweeted about the big four coming up large for the Leafs during their 14 game point streak. And that was on Saturday. And they were talking about during this point streak, uh, Matthews has 20 points, Nylander 19, Marner 18, Tavares 13. Um, and, uh, Tim and friends said, if there's a better group of four forwards in the NHL, is there a better group of the four, four forwards in the NHL? If so, who? And then the Edmonton Oilers. Uh, tweeted McDavid, Drysaddle, Hyman, and Nugent Hopkins have 31 more points this year. <laughs> um, but the thing, the interesting is, is it wasn't like total; it was right now. And then I think what was hilarious about that. First off, shout out to the Edmonton Oilers and men because that's hilarious. And sure. if you had taken McDavid and Drysaddle and added guy and guy to that, I'm still pretty sure they would have outscored everybody on the Leafs. Oh, definitely. Um, but beyond that, <laughs> beyond <laughs> yeah. that, um, some of the tweets were hysterical, like the Oilers tweeting how much their players score while they're sitting 15th in the NHL. Yeah. And it's sort of, it is a little bit like, listen, are they, are they 15th? Yeah. That's they were at the time. Thought. I'm not going to lie. Yeah. <laughs> it's like the, <laughs> it is, it's, that's when the heroes of Shelbyville <laughs> rose up. Now let's all celebrate with a warm glass of turnip juice. Yeah. Shut up. So it is, it is kind of <laughs> it's the, uh, it, the, the best one. This is from Noah Banks, uh, but it's the, the, uh, the guy, the podium guy who's celebrating like 10 steps down the podium. And, but you know what? Honestly, I want more of this in the NHL. And as a Leaf fans, you know, like I look at that and I go F off, right? Like you guys have McDavid and Drysaddle. You can, you can outscore anyone in the league. We get it. But but at the same time, man, like we need more of this. We do. But I, I can't I can't help but think that it's charming and funny when the Oilers do it. But if the Leafs did it, they'd be the typical arrogant Leafs. I think uh, I actually I like that the Oilers um, Twitter account has like a voice. Yeah. Like there's there's some Twitter accounts that get it. Like the Canes one gets it. The Penguins one gets it. But then there were some like the original Vegas Golden Knights one, which is like okay. Maybe let's, uh, let's ratchet it down right, a little that's bit. Enough. Yeah, uh, and I I recognize that this is a very difficult job to do, uh, having had friends directly that have done it. And the Leafs has not nothing. It has no voice. It's like it's literally like, um, the Leafs is like a, a miniature sports net. It's like here's the score. This person scored. This person scored. Here's the total. On to the next game. Mm. You know, I wish there was a little bit more of a voice and a little bit more of a personality of the Toronto Maple Leafs. Does that make sense? done some like lmao bunts and then they they post something that bunts said you <laughs> that's know, about it you know what bunts says bunts he says some things character do like bunts i do like i them. don't know i'm not gonna shit on them leaves are doing good third in the league let's yeah. go you yeah. know what the oilers didn't do is plus minus yeah they didn't they didn't did they think about that 50 it's an important stat again. <laughs> I've decided. It's an important stat again. Um, so moving on here, uh, Vancouver Canucks are focused on trading Bo Horvat. Their latest contract offer was rejected, uh, according to TSN's Pierre LeBrun. Uh, he is going to be an unrestricted free agent. He is fourth in the NHL with 20 goals in 28 games. He is playing 20 minutes a night. 
He is leading the NHL in fa- faceoff taken, and he's winning 57.7% of his draws. He is 27 years old. And for this year, at least, $5.5 million on the cap. What a valuable centerman. That's got to be the top target going into the trade deadline. Any team that gets him, though, they're going to want to be able to keep him. Uh, not necessarily. Not necessarily. Um, you could have him as a rental, and then it's a bidding war for him in the summer. Mm-hmm. I mean, if you're Bo Horvat, wouldn't... I, I don't know. Wouldn't you want that? You have a really good shot at a cup, and then you get your pick of the litter for where you want to oh, go. Oh, that's a good point. And if you have a good playoff, that your money just goes up. Yeah. You're right. You're right. Yeah. So, um, you know, I, I saw the Canucks are going to ask for similar to what they asked for JT Miller. I, I personally think you could offer or um, you could ask for more. Yeah. For Bo Horvat. The, the difference is, I think, with Miller, it was like a sign and trade sort of situation. If they do that with Horvat, they could ask for more. I just think that's harder to do. Mm-hmm. Um, a pure rental thing? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. You could ask for <laughs> almost as much as the Coyotes are asking for Jacob Chicken. Well, that's so a joke. I did, I did want to ask you. They could like, ask for more. Like a team that could could definitely use a third line scoring center who can occasionally play the wing. You know one that has a good a legitimate shot at the Stanley Cup? No. You never heard of? No. And who is apparently looking for scoring help? Isn't he an Ontario boy? I don't know. I don't Former know. London Knight? Third line? Play with Well, you'd, you'd play yeah, him. I know. You'd probably Where play him on the wing with Tavares or put yeah. Tavares on the wing and put Horvat in the center. Oh. Wouldn't that be dangerous? Now we're talking. Um, That's fun. So Jets reportedly, interesting target. the deal, we believe the club tendered their leading goal scorer a max term offer that was well shy of $8 million. So they well so you, shy. Yeah. So, so you gave, so they lowballed them. So you give TJ Miller $8 million and then you, okay. I th- they're not willing oh, yeah. to come up to, eight, maybe that's negotiation tactics. Like, I don't know, but like, I, th- I would think they want to get the deal. And like, this just screams that nothing that's not nailed down in Vancouver is going to be gone. Except like, for within a except year. for Miller, who I <laughs> I called him TJ Miller for some reason, JT Miller, uh, who's stuck there forever and ever because he continues to devalue his own contract with his terrible play on defense. Mm-hmm. So Bo Horvat, does he have? I'm trying to see if he has trade protection. I don't think he does. Even if he does, who cares? You know he's going to go to a playoff. Him. Team. The answer is playoff team. Right. It's listen. Spring in North America is nice everywhere. <laughs> right. If you're worried about winters. Uh, you're going to be fine. Man, this is so unbelievably tradable. You know how much he makes in actual dollars this year? How much? 4.45. Wow. And he's a UFA. Someone I think should spend above and beyond to get this guy as a rental. And if you're able to keep him, great. If you're not, go for it, man. Yeah. And to answer your question, zero trade protection. Man. He can go anywhere. Yeah. No, the Canucks. I, I mean, listen. If you could do it all over again, you trade JT Miller, you re-sign Bo Horvat. I think that's just what you do. You can't do it. Over you again. can't do it all over again. Yeah. Um. You know, there could be a situation where they both get dealt mm-hmm. somehow, and you're not going to get the return for JT Miller you were going to get last year. Boy, and you just you just chalk it up. Yeah, they could really make off like bandits in a in a Horvat who, trade. Who can take so Horvat's an easy one. There's a lot of teams that could take on that. Yeah. But what I keep asking myself is with Gary Bettman being not unsure Awful. about the cap, yeah. who who can take because I don't even think Miller's contract kicks in until next season. 
Yep. Um, correct. So who's going to take eight more years at eight million with, you know, I know the cap's going up in 25. We know that's guaranteed. And it probably is going to go up well before that. But even so, that's a lot of years and a lot of money. Who can take that now? Who's going to take that now? And, and like, you're going to have to send salary back, which the Canucks do not want unless it expires at the end of the season, because they already have long-term bad deals with Oliver ekman Larson, and they had Louis Erickson before that. There's always a boat anchor on the Canucks. Always. Always. Forever a boat anchor contract. There has to be one. Hmm. I'm trying to... Because uh, I have a team in Cause, mind. Because Horvat makes sense for... Name a team that's going to the playoffs. I bet you, you know who I, you know who I swear will get this done? Who? who do you think gets the Horvat deal done? Who do you, who, well, I was looking at Seattle, and it's wild how much money Seattle has committed to guys. Um, I don't know. Who are you going to say? Boston. Fuck off. The one thing Boston oh. always does, Boston, straight up, always gets it done at the deadline. They always bolster that lineup. It's always useful players. Um, uh, and, and, you know, those, some of those players are still there. Some of them are not. But they always go in and get the guy. Look what they did with, um, they did it with Rick Nash. They Taylor did it with Taylor Hall. They did it with a guy before that. Um, who was the guy? And he's gone now. And he was a big player of Chicago Blackhawk. Uh, what? Went to Boston. Went to Boston a couple of years is, is pre pandemic. It's uh, eons ago, but uh, you know they always that get, memory They always go out and get the guy. Um, and wouldn't that? And if you're him, you're probably looking at the like last ride with the Bruins, and I get to jump on board. And yeah, it's a good have destination. Freaking Bergeron take all the pressure off me. It, yeah, okay. It's a great destination. Here's the problem with it: uh, if you're the Canucks, you need futures, and I think the Bruins are going to be very reluctant to give you that because they're a team desperate enough to sign Mitchell Miller. Right, mm -hmm. like that was the whole thing. Is oh, they're. I mean, his contract's still in the books. Oh my god! Oh my god! After everything, Sorry. can you imagine the <laughs> Canucks dark. get him? That's super can dark. I give you it's the possible. package that the Canucks are looking for, courtesy of the Athletic? Okay. So according to the Athletic, um, the club is ideally looking for a package including multiple young players, ideally a centerman and right-handed defenseman in a Horvat trade, and. Yes, yeah, so they're looking for a centerman and right-handed defenseman. The club is, for the moment anyways, poised to be reluctant to take back any money to facilitate a trade or retain salary, reluctant. although everything is negotiable. Reluctant doesn't mean no when right. it comes to cap. That's, but that's why wouldn't you retain salary? He makes, like, by the time the trade deadline comes around, he'll make virtually nothing. nothing. And then it'll be gone. No, retain we need half. it now. Shut up. Yeah. No, need it re now. retain half. If you want all those things you're asking for, retain half. He's get a your, and you get your first round picks through the door because it's going to be one plus. I would think one plus a draft, like or somebody who was drafted. Like if you're the Leafs, let's 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 just let's just do it with the Leafs because they're the team we know the best. Why not? Okay, you're Kyle Dubas. What what's an offer that you start with to Jim Rutherford without trying to rip him off so he doesn't say fuck you? Well, based on what they said, you're looking at a first. You're looking at Nyes. You're looking at Nimala. And Nyes isn't even a center, so you don't even really give them what they want. So you give them all three for a guy who contracts expire. That's what they asked for. Holy shit. That's a lot. <laughs> Holy shit. Yeah, man. And I, I wonder, you know, for the Leafs, to me, that doesn't make sense. I was actually thinking that, like, Nyes might be the answer that they're looking for up front. Oh, he definitely is. So, like, they probably don't need to make the trade. No, they're, they're, the Leafs are going to make one of the best trade deadline acquisitions of any team. It's Matt And they're going to do it, like, a month after. What was the Claude Giroux trade? I feel like that you have a kind of a, a, a way you can go Hang with on, that Owen trade. Tippett and a first? 
Yeah, Owen Tippett in a first. Just the, oh, that's that's about uh, what Philadelphia also receives two uh, receives a third round selection. Uh, Florida gets two prospects. So well, Philadelphia received Owen Tippett, a first round pick in 2024 or 25. So it's a swap, and then uh, third round pick in the 23 NHL draft. So it they traded because remember they traded several drafts ahead. That's a lot of futures. Uh, Florida also receives prospects Connor Bunnigan and German Rupsoff and a fifth round pick in the 2020. So you got Tippett, two prospects, and two picks, including a first and a third. That's probably, you're probably looking at something like that for Horvat. Yeah, but those prospects are not yeah. great. Yeah. I, need, I, need, I need hits. I need high likelihood hits. Listen, they'll, they'll get a windfall for him. My question with the Canucks is, then what? Mm-hmm. You get Connor Bedard, that's your then what? But they're not only in, one team is going to. They're get not him. in Bedard contention. Mm, anyone who doesn't make the playoffs technically is. <laughs> okay, it's true. <laughs> oh, th- you gotta you gotta Twitter the whole show. No. <laughs> yeah, I know. Any, yeah, you can finish um, one spot out of the playoff spot. Maybe the lottery balls fall your way. I'm trying to remember like, who exactly it was, but I'm pretty sure the Flyers got the second overall pick uh, to get Nolan Patrick, and they were relatively close to a playoff spot and missed. And the stars, I want to say it was the pick that got them Haskinen. They didn't miss by much. Mm-hmm. So there's there's been a couple real big ones. And then sure. every year Detroit has finished in the bottom three, they got shafted. I, I don't think that was the point at all. I think uh, moving forward, the Canucks are here. They're looking to rebuild. I think they're looking to tear it down. They want to they get rid of the coach. I don't think Aquilini does that. But they have a lot of young pieces we keep going back to and saying, you have the makings of a great core here. Why are you tearing it down? At the end of the day, I think they're kind of handcuffed by their owner. I don't think that guy knows what he wants. Mm-hmm. He doesn't know what he wants. Well, he wants to win. He wants a repeat of 2010, 2011. Okay. Well, how, how are you going to accomplish that? You, you might need to be dog shit for a few years. Are you yes. willing to be dog shit? He's not. I think Canucks fans would sign up for that in a heartbeat. If he's worried about them not buying tickets to that, I think Canucks fans would buy based on hope. They're smart. Cool. So you're going to rebuild them by the time you're ready to contend those uh, little Quinn Hughes and uh, Elias Pettersson contracts uh, expire. Mm-hmm. They're going to need 10 million bucks each. And they, they really, they fucked up, man. Yep. I don't know. I don't know what's in store for the future of the Vancouver Canucks. If they succeed, it wouldn't shock me. Again, I keep saying, someone was like, you keep saying you believe in the Canucks. Why? <laughs> but was it a Canucks fan? <laughs> I can't remember who it was, but they were like, dude, they suck. And I'm like, ah, yeah, but they might not one day. They got to make a decision. Mm. They're, the Canucks are extremely half pregnant. I think I heard on 32 Thoughts, I'm pretty sure, over Bruce Boudreaux's first 82 games as head coach, they have 95 points. Ooh. So like, that's we, right out of the playoffs. We're, we're all talking about them sucking so hard, but everything, it seems like, is a mess personality-wise, feeling-wise, atmosphere-wise with the Canucks. But the on-ice product is, like, decent. No. They win games. 95 is death. That's death. You just missed the playoffs. Yeah, so so they're they're very far. They're very close to. Hey, we can push this a little further. Get to one hundred four points, and we're doing stuff. What if or, you're overachieving at ninety five? Right, or we're on the other side of let's take it down to an eighty five points. P- 
pick pick a lane or though. make a fucking decision yeah pick a exactly. lane that's that's all we're asking for here is pick one or the other you can't be hovering in that middle area that's where you get fucked yeah that's where you're sitting here doing all these goofy things that just keep you in the middle area <sighs> i eh, i feel like if they're just able to somehow dump tyler myers you have an interesting oh man oliver ekman larson fuck like, what a weirdly constructed roster. And I know Patrick Alvin's new. A little bit of this is his fault. I don't think he's making any decisions. I think it's Jimmy Roth. You think it's Jimmy? Well, then... I think he makes all the calls here. And, okay, here we are again. Here we are again with the Vancouver Canucks. Who the hell is at the wheel? Yep. We you never know. know the answer. There's three guys that it could be. The owner, the president, or the GM. Not really sure. Never know the answer. <sighs> it's, you can't win like that. It's a mess. I mean, yes, you can. I'm sure people are going to... Yeah, example <laughs> after example after example. It doesn't work here. We've seen it over yes. and over again. It doesn't work. Here. Mm-hmm. I don't know what they do. It'll be fascinating. But they're going to get a shitload for Horvat. I do know that. Yeah. You know what they don't do? They don't practice their Stanley Cup celebrations on the ice. You know, that's, that's what they don't do. Yeah. According to Kevin Bieksa. Did yeah, you see they don't the, do that in Vancouver. Did you guys see the J.D. Greenway chirp of Darnell Nurse? You make $9 million a year. What the fuck do you do? Yeah, <laughs> you don't fucking do anything. Yeah, that's yeah. what it is. Yeah. Uh, man, that guy's struggling this year. I think he's hurt, isn't he? I He can't be 100%. Hmm. He can't be 100%. There's no way. Yeah, no. He's not, he's not himself. his own end. No. Now. Can score. Uh, what, I, what I loved about that is like, that's the chirp you heard. But that shit happens all the time on the ice. And it's just all the shit we don't get to hear. We never get to hear it that close. The players love Cap Friendly. They must. I want to know who puts the most like B-Rabbit effort into their chirps. Like, I'm going lo- to look up. What, that's what an all awfully these guys hot make. coffee pot. Like, that's yeah. the, the sort of like writing yeah. it down. It's, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it's Brad. <laughs> it's Mr. Marshall. Oh, yeah? for sure. Like, there's no way he's not the best chirper in the league. Is J.D. Greenway a good chirper or is that just one that we heard? Well... Now we got to keep an ear out. Got to keep an ear out for Mr. Greenway. I guess so. Damn. That was a good one. It was. It was honestly, it was devastating. <laughs> I saw, like, it was pretty a intense. lot of the replies were like, I would love to be shit and make $9 million. Is that a chirp? <laughs> that was sort of Nurse's reaction. Like, oh, yeah. no. How terrible. Oh, but, no. Well, I think he You're said, calling like, me wealthy. <laughs> he was like, how did you do that? Like, how did you get that? <laughs> right. Like, that's where it got devastated. It's like, how did you get that? Yeah. Yeah. Um, uh, lastly, before we get into the press conference here, Yarmir Yager made his season debut at age 50 for the Kladno Knights of the Czech Extra, Extra Liga. Um, he, <laughs> he had 15 minutes of ice time, picked wow. up two assists. That's so many. Yeah. yeah. Two assists. Two assists already. Yeah. He's a pretty spectacular guy. Now, doesn't he own Kladno? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I believe so. So he can suit up whenever, but like he still is pretty valuable there. He could still play. Two assists in 15 minutes. That's crazy. I need to know if, if everyone's playing the hardest. Like, or if it's defense it's against Czech them. League. Of Putin course hockey? they are. You guys, you guys remember Vladimir Putin playing yes. hockey? Yes. That's, <laughs> but that's very different than the Czech Extra League, right? No. That like that's a, what Steve's suggesting. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know if this is true, but uh, someone told me a story once where in Gretzky's final year, people would go in to hit him and they'd be like, heads up. <laughs> like, I guess no one wants to no, hammer you know, see that. something year old. You don't yeah. want to break Wayne. He was no. never a big guy. This is the last year. Who is the top scorer of the Cladno Knights? 
I don't know. The auger. Leaf Legend. Jeremy Bracco. No, uh, hold on, hold absolutely on. Absolutely not. <laughs> I don't even know where he plays. Who is the guy they did the <laughs> up and down with that Dubas quoted about? Um, Stuart Percy? Is it, is it Stuart? No, no? Yeah, Michael Matteo. No, he's playing for Vegas still. Yep. I don't have no idea. Thomas McCants. <laughs> oh, <laughs> five wow. goals, 14 uh, assists, 19 points. There's a few names I recognize. Jakob Klepisch, uh, Jake Dotchin. Oh, so he's he's breaking people's knees over there. Yeah. That's great. Good for, for Jake. For sure. And Yager is in there. I feel bad for Andrzej Blaha and Martin <laughs> Kahar um, for Yager tying them in scoring in one game. Those guys played 13 and 25 games. Who are they? Uh, Andrzej Blaha mm -hmm. and Martin Kahar. The big fans? Huge. Yeah. I want to, yeah. Were they drafted by anyone? No. No, but I do love a good hockey DB. Oh, and Landon Bow and net. He was, I want to say he was like Team Canada's goalie one year. I don't know that, man. He's in a Dallas Stars uniform on hockey DB. He played two games for the Stars. Look at that. He has a career 947 in the NHL. He only played two games. You know. But that's what I would open with. I have a career 947. <laughs> in the show <laughs> uh jesse i want to bring up one more thing can you put this on the screen i just texted it to you um did obviously some of the reverse retro jerseys are better than others the detroit one looked better on the ice than i thought it would um but i still think them and chicago copied each other and are kind of boring uh and i think it's perfect that people were using the spider-man meme because their colors are black and red and i thought that was hilarious too but the New York Islanders have one of the best reverse retro jerseys out there because it's their 90s uh, Captain Highliner jersey. And oh, yeah. they actually brought back their 90s, uh, 90s jersey and their 90s mascot. Uh, Nihilis? Cornelius? They call him Nihilis? Nihilis. Because NY? Isles? Uh, Niles. Or is it Niles? Niles makes a lot more sense. Okay, yeah. I, <laughs> Dude, I don't. Listen, I, no, I wasn't watching. He's Nileys now. He's Nileys now. We're going with Nileys. Yeah, yeah. So he's fun. <laughs> he is fun. He's kind of terrifying. He's got nice blue eyes. Yeah, he's freaky. Got big teeth. He sure does. Yeah. Well, I've always wanted to be a mascot. Yeah. Yeah. I've always, really? wanted, to, I've always wanted to wear a mascot costume, and you fucking... wouldn't do well. You'd no. Need a, you'd need a custom made suit. You're friggin' six foot. No, ma no, mascots are huge. No, they're not. Okay. 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 So, I would. I've met them. Like I used to hang out with the Steelhead for the Mississippi. You wouldn't want to be Carlton the Bear for a day. Like that's that's a. Can fucking... you do a backflip? Carlton? No, I can't. Okay. Do a okay. Well. Okay. Way I can't to go. Backflip. You so, untalented. Do you remember our shit? Crown Royal event? <laughs> With uh, with Daryl Sittler, yes, with the Leafs and stuff. I don't think we're allowed to mention what you're about to mention. Okay, all about. right, and I think that's, that's okay. Uh, fine, you're not to talk I'm just about saying that. you wouldn't want to be a mascot. <laughs> <laughs> you're not allowed. I don't it's actually not, know what story. I don't believe about. it's a comfortable profession. That's what I would throw out there. <laughs> <All right. laughs> uh, let's get in the press conference.